0: Google, Lever, Intello, Monster, jibe What do these companies, and hundreds of others, have in common? They all use Sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, sovre ncom for a free demo.
1: Hide your kids.
0: Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Soash
1: and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, flash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and
0: girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast.
2: Oh, shit, it must be Monday. Yeah, it's fucking Monday, all right. Ugh. Where's my cup of coffee? Here we go. Here we go. Do you go. I'm work ready. work
1: on every um, national holiday or just Veterans just Day? Just Veterans
2: Day. Yeah, that's it. Well, Chad Chad being a veteran, he's 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 blessed this show. Yeah, I wanted to take the day off like every day, but uh, Chad said, nope, we're recording. Five God damn is. it. Locking oh, the doors. shit.
1: You're listening. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's Monday, kids. It's take Monday. Two. There's no there's no second take. All right, people. Monday morning. And we have David Webb,
0: CEO of Bright Move On. Um, and I'm going to read this because, Joel, you're going to find this funny as hell. This came from um, uh, David's uh, PR lackeys over there. David Webb is a man with a plan and an expert mm-hmm. in all things recruiting and recruiting technology, especially... ATS. He is the CEO of Brightmove, which is doing ATS differently by pairing it with large-scale RPOs. <laughs>
1: hey, I, didn't, I didn't approve that, but it is technically accurate.
0: <laughs> All right, Dave. So let's get let's get it from from the horse's mouth on this instead of from some PR lackey. For goodness' yeah. sakes.
1: who is David Webb, and why should anybody care? I'm the DJ Cool Herc of Applicant Tracking Systems. I'm one of the original guys from uh, 1995. OG. And uh, yeah, if uh, before that was even a word, I think. But um, when I was in college, I got a job with a visionary guy, and we built one of the first job boards when Dice was still a BBS and Monster was still a staffing company. So that's uh, that should say it all. You've seen some shit. What site was it? It was called um, ComputerWork.com computerwork.com
0: when Monster was still a yeah. staffing organization when, yes. when when was this what year
1: 1994 1995 gotcha. and um, yeah. for all the nerds out there we built the site in PL SQL and yes that is a procedural language for database reports
2: <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember job web and all that shit I don't remember
1: that one there was um, a yeah. You know there there wasn't as much there wasn't a community that there wasn't even applicant tracking systems Uh, per se as a service. No,
2: there were (laughs) spreadsheets, if that. Yeah, and filing filing cabinets. Yeah, we
0: were coming from we were coming from the days of filing cabinets and newspapers. So nothing was really electronic at that point, right?
1: People dreamed of a day when you could straight uh, trade stocks online. Yes.
0: So so this this brings (laughs) us to a part of what we're going to be talking about today is your new movement of trying to help everybody believe that ATS is badass and nobody believes you because everybody hates their ATS so so tell us why this new propaganda tour ATS
2: is badass tell us why this is so big yeah we, we we've had 25 years to get it right yeah. what's the deal?
1: So the deal is there's uh, there's kind of three different audiences that you have to cater to and build business rules around. You have the recruiter, you have the hiring manager, and you have the job applicant. And it's kind of like three enterprise systems rolled into one, and you're trying to make something that fits everybody's business model. And that's just hard. I've I've worked on Enterprise systems for large banks and large distribution companies where we did credit collections of $900,000 an hour and shipped 10,000 orders a day out of a warehouse. And those were simple compared to the applicant tracking system.
2: Now, for a long time, the, the problem with applicant tracking systems that I saw was that they all had to be customized for each client, which is really not how software works. Are we finding some resolution or solutions to that problem?
1: You know, we use um, uh, instead of building a kind of a workflow that everyone had to fit into, we built a workflow definition system. So we kind of cater to how you do business instead of, you know, forcing you into a certain uh, way of doing your recruiting. Um, but having said that, if you're still outside of that realm, you know, maybe you should look at, you know, the applicant tracking systems and how they're helping successful companies recruit and be open-minded to changing your process a little bit.
0: That's the biggest problem, though, is that, okay, so let's go back in the days of RecruitSoft before they became Taleo. RecruitSoft was a standardized okay. platform. It was still client server at the point, but it was a standardized platform and that's how they were selling it. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the only way they sold it Only till, I don't know, five, 10 years later, they started doing customizations because they they saw the big money on the wall. The thing is that if you do go through those customizations, especially the amount of customizations you need from client to client to client, it breaks the whole damn system. Not to mention process efficiencies suck because we're trying to we're trying to jam 19 late 1990s, early 2000s process methodologies Into into technology. So what you're talking about with regard to being able to manage all these different processes for the different people, that's always going to change because we, the software providers, talking about you guys, you aren't actually taking a big enough stand and all you're doing is just waiting for the money to come in and and you will
1: customize anything. So it's never going to change. You know, some people take that approach. And I, what you described is a problem with software architecture, not a problem with um, the the business model. So I'm familiar with what you're talking about. There was There's some other companies that I did some work for, and every time they brought on a new customer, they'd spin up a new copy of the code, and they'd customize it, and they'd run it. Well, that doesn't scale. And that's not right. how Brightmove works. We have one, one code base. And Um, When we need to customize something, we design the software so that that customization can or cannot be applied to the other customers or configured for everybody in the community. So I see that more of an architecture problem than an industry problem okay but here here's here's the big problem you've been around
0: for 15 years i've never heard of bright move and the last what was it? i think OnGig came out with the top 50 ats's right uh and bright move isn't on it so yes you're talking about how you guys are so fashion forward but nobody knows who the hell you are so from an adoption standpoint that's the only thing that matters right oh yeah so you've been around for 15 years why aren't you the big dog Isims has been around about the about the same amount of of time everybody knows who they are why don't they know who you guys
2: are well they've just hired a PR firm so they're on their way it's yeah. all good
1: no that's a, that's <laughs> a fair question and you're not wrong i'll tell people the same thing the reason why is cuz we were founded by a bunch of nerds who are really good at writing software and we suck at public relations and marketing <laughs> like my degree is in computer sure. science not podcasting or social media right got you. and so you know, it's it's the company has to evolve. And I bootstrapped this thing at night while I had a full time job or two full time jobs. So, you know, I, I could have gone out and raised a bunch of money and, and, and done it a different way. But I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So what I did is I, I hustled and now I have a company and now I have marketing and, uh, nobody owns any of this except for me and my original business partner. So we're in the driver's seat, you know, going forward, it's just, a, uh, you know, two different ways to, to get to the same point. We, we took the long way, but, um, you know we're 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 still in control i guess is a, one of the perks of that
2: give me give me your take on sort of the state of the ats business but having so much experience and history in this thing like i got i got to think you have some interesting perspective on where it's been where it's where it is and where it's going
1: um it's commoditized for sure and uh there there's too many mediocre players and people are starting to be dishonest about the features that they have and calling automation ai and calling machine learning ai and you know um There's going to be a new breakthrough. I don't know when it's going to happen. We're obviously working on it in our labs and trying to figure out what that differentiator is going to be, but something's going to have to change. I think everyone's kind of in flux waiting to see... um, what's going to happen with some other kind of ancillary companies like LinkedIn and Google, obviously Google hire through in the towel. You guys did a show about that. Um, so I don't know if that's good or bad <laughs> signal to the industry, but. Uh,
2: so you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of things, you mentioned automation and commoditization, which I think are things we've talked about yeah. um, on the show as well. I'm curious also mentioning LinkedIn, you know, at, my take is, Everyone sort of wants to be that one platform to do everything, uh, you know, in recruiting, hiring, whatever it is. Right. So you see Byte acquiring folks, you see iSims acquiring, you see obviously LinkedIn. Uh, the 800 pound gorilla. What are your thoughts on sort of your own company's sort of desire to be that one platform? Um, who's doing it right? Is that where the world's going to go? Or is do, does everyone have it wrong? What, what's your take? We, do, we don't desire to be the the one platform because, you
1: know, once, once you try to do that, you become mediocre at everything. And what we're trying to be is the best recruiting platform for, you know, PEOs, RPOs and staffing companies. And if there's another company that does something better than us, we just want to integrate with them. And we want to give the customer the freedom to choose the best of, of everything out there and just have it all work together. We do the same thing as, you know, purveyors of or, or sorry, consumers of CRMs and email marketing tools. And, you know, so, you know, we, we might want to pair, you know, HubSpot with MailChimp or uh, some other platform because they do something really well and um, I think if you try to do everything, you're you're not going to be good at everything. That's the pattern I've seen.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Point solutions are ruling everyone's top of mind now, though, right? So nobody's talking about the applicant tracking system. They're talking about chatbots. Talking about programmatic. They're kind of ca- talking about candidate nurturing RMPs, and then they're all around the bud- buzzwords with AI, RPA, ML. How can your system, your applicant tracking system, start to get some of that mind? Share because there's so much happening out in the market right now. How can any ATS gather any top of mind whatsoever with all the noise that's happening out in the market right
1: now? I think the honest answer is you have to guess well because um, you know nothing's certain. And uh, you know if you integrate with the right person early on and you and you pick a good one, uh, you can be and they take off. You can kind of you know ride that integration as their recommended platform. Um, it's probably close to impossible to keep all of your integrations up to date with every possible you know point solution out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cost prohibitive. The customer you know would have to absorb a lot of that, and they don't want to do that. So I, I believe a lot of it is. Uh, a lot of it is luck, and then you know having the skill and the and the staff and the resources to respond to things quickly, and uh, that's kind of what we've always been able to do.
0: Well, that's that sounds like that's your model, though, is that you you don't want to be everything to, to to everyone, so therefore you have to partner with those point solutions, correct, to be able to ensure that there's an RMP that's there, there's a chat bot that's there. You have the opportunity to to help your clients get there. But instead of buying them like the ISIMs and the job Jobvites of the world, you're partnering with them, but they're still incurring what you were just talking about, those, those fees. So how do you get out of that? There's a the, we don't want to be all things to everybody because we're not going to be good at all of them. Right. Totally understand that. But then there's the other side that you just talk about, the actual cost impediment to possibly changing to another ATS like BrightMove because you do have all these point solutions that you have to integrate and it's going to cost to be able to do so.
1: Yeah, so, you know, doing doing integrations with every, everybody out there isn't scalable. So what we do is we create a core developer platform and an API that's that's versatile and easily consumable. So you can kind of share those as you start to do your integrations. So that's, uh, that's one way we do that. The other thing we've done is we've taken our... Um, our, our our data knowledge and our big data knowledge, and we're kind of revolutionizing the way that you move between applicant tracking systems. And um, that's a pretty painful process right now, depending on where you're going to and where you're coming from. We're trying to get that data migration down to hours or, or days instead of months. So uh, that's another approach we're taking there to 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 reduce that cost of, of of making the switch. So
2: you don't charge for integrations. Am I hearing that correctly?
1: That that's not true. If we have an integration already in place, then then it's then we do not charge extra for it. Now you might have to pay a text messaging company for the account to do the integration or you might have to pay Mailchimp, you know, to, for the email marketing account to do the integration.
2: But we don't say So if I'm a text re- if I'm a text recruiting startup, what would it take for me to integrate with your solution? If I'm sorry, if you're a text recruiting Text recruiting, uh, well, whatever chatbot, text recruiting solution, whatever software I wanted, and I wanted to integrate with your solution. What would that take for me to do that? We'd,
1: we'd give you a list of our event publishing webhooks and a and a and a list of our you know web service REST callbacks, and uh, mm-hmm. that would be everything you would need to get your input and output from Brightmove to uh, to integrate.
2: So I wouldn't have to write a check. Not to Brightmove. Not to use the things that we already have. Okay, can you can you help me understand why? Why eight? Because to me, um, you know, the future of like building applications onto ATSs is the way that they're going to be the one, you know, the one platform that people trust and use. But they seem to make it so difficult, whether it be cost prohibitive or tech, you know, tech, tech restrictive. Do you have any take on why they sort of make it so difficult to integrate? Um, I don't. We, we
1: try not to make it difficult. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, we, we talk to other companies to do integrations. A lot of times there's just a lack of understanding about how an integration works. I think a lot of times salespeople sell things that companies don't have. And then that, that makes things uncomfortable when it co- comes time to execute. Shocker. So
2: <laughs> the world has not changed. So fair enough. So I want to, I want to talk about you, you mentioned metrics, uh, in one of your earlier answers. And, it, it, you know, one of the things I, I love about ATS is, is you guys really know sort of the, the metrics on the ground in terms of what's driving traffic you know, to job postings. And, you know, we hear a lot or talk about, you know, the death of job boards and and what's taking place there. What's sort of your insight in terms of what's driving traffic to job sites, what's really working, and and counter to that, what's really dropping off the cliff, if anything?
1: So I will start by saying if if you're a staffing company or a recruiting company and you don't know the answer to that question you should take a look at Brightmove or another system that is measuring those things for you because you can't make intelligent decisions about how to change your, do- your job advertisements or where to pay for that advertising unless you know the answer to those questions. This is one of those areas where there, is, there, there are you know, point solutions, but this was so important to us. We actually built our own recruiting analytics module. And what we've seen in measuring our customers' data and looking at the numbers um, to to address your question directly is that we see a big drop-off on direct applications on your company careers page and a very high increase in the number of applications through the bulk apply systems like ZipRecruiter Apply and Indeed Apply. So a lot of people applying to the jobs aren't seeing your company brand at all. They're just kind of saying, search for this. There's a hundred. Do you want to apply to these with one click? Yes, I do. And and then it off it goes.
2: So okay. those are the patterns we're seeing. And so they've they've built just so just so everyone's clear, this is sort of the one one click apply, right? So I'm on I'm on Indeed. I see a job I want, apply now with you know your Indeed account. I click, I click apply. I don't even go to the corporate site. It go the application goes right to the company through your ATS and I don't even have to go to the company site. That's what I'm hearing. Correct.
1: That's correct. So
0: here's, here's the question then back to the integration piece. Your site says real time job posting integration is only available for a monster in career builder. So David 2010 called, they want their job distribution model back, but seriously, what type of job distribution engine do you have in place? If you do have these one click applies and they're built in, I would assume those are partnered solutions. Did you build those yourself? Tell us a little bit more in depth about that, because if you're just doing real time postings to Monster and Builder, that's kind of lackluster compared to competitors, right?
1: Well, I'm, I'm limited to what those what those other companies can handle, right? So uh,
0: ZipRecruiter and Indeed can't handle real time postings. They
1: they they do feeds, so it's it's near okay. real time. I mean, we they can request a list of all of our current jobs anytime they want, mm-hmm. and I think they pull about every six hours. Those guys have a lot of volume, and you know it's a math problem. It takes them hours to process all of the new all of the new feeds that they pick up. So you know that's not to say that those antiquated job boards that have been around for a long time are the only ones that we integrate with. There's a whole lot, but those are the ones where if you make the change on the screen and click save and go refresh it on their site, you'll see the change right away. But the like Indeed and ZipRecruiter, and, uh, Zip that's not how they really do it. They they prefer feeds of all the jobs of all the customers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So to- totally get that from that standpoint. If you are doing feeds, how many how many feeds are you doing, and are you also? Pushing over to programmatic, so the performance-based, not just
1: the duration-based. Not pushing to programmatic. I'm not sure what you're talking about there. So do you know programmatic-based, performance-based ads, right? sorry. Not familiar with that.
0: Okay. So this is probably something you should be very on top of because we're talking about going out and having performance-based ads Mm -hmm. like Google AdWords. On Indeed and I mean, just pretty much not not all of the job boards have those, but most of them are moving toward not to mention uh, we've had four programmatic job companies, advertising agencies, whatever you want to call them, uh, were, have been acquired in just the last couple of months. So this is very big in our space right now from a technology standpoint, programmatic Distribution performance-based versus duration.
2: So, P- Professor Chad has given you your homework, right. Dave, and I'm giving so my you know.
1: homework to uh, to somebody else. I,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I'm the delegator. Like, I, I and
1: I and, I, and I, I I know what you're saying, and I'm. Um, I try to keep up with everything and it's probably impossible for all of us to keep up with everything. You
0: just need to listen to Chad and cheese more. Do you be on sure, yeah. so, mm-hmm. the podcast, Dave?
2: I'm going to, I'm going to let you out on this. I, I want, because you've been around for so long, we rarely talk to someone around longer than we have been. I want you to get out your crystal ball and tell me what applying to jobs looks like, you know, in five to 10 years from now. And I also want you to give me some insight because we're hearing the R word recession bounced around quite a bit. Are you seeing anything in terms of, you know, fewer jobs posted or is there anything on, uh, on your side of the table that you see would be a red flag for the the economy? So number one, what does the future look like for applying? And number two, what is sort of the macroeconomics look like?
1: Um, if it's OK, I'll answer this in the reverse order. So the macroeconomics right now is sure. that there is no slowdown. The uh, As far as I know, unemployment rate. Ha, is not going up, or hasn't been reported to go up. The number of jobs that we're distributing and and hosting has not gone down. And um, the the beauty of the the macroeconomic economy, or sorry, the the macroeconomics of of uh, the the ATS industry is that it doesn't really matter to us because the ATS is still a vital part of of recruiting. Right, so right now we have a lot of jobs and not very many candidates, and that's that's important from the job advertising and attracting uh, viewpoint. The converse is that you have few jobs and you have even more applicants to every job, and that's where you really need a good ATS to help you filter to the right one and the best one. So, either way, we really don't see you know. From our business, uh, a, a drop or a, a rise as those things change. As far as the future of applying to jobs, man, I, I sure hope it gets more personal and and not more robotic. So I'm all for automation. I love efficiency. I think that you're going to see new jobs created out of out of automation. Um, and uh, you know, as far as applying to jobs go, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not through your web browser. Maybe it's through your phone. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Wouldn't you say over the past decade
0: and a half, two decades, um, applying for a job has sucked for candidates in the first place because they just go right to an, uh, right to a black hole.
2: Sounds like they just click one apply and they're done with it.
0: Okay, I'm still asking my question. So if you ta-
2: if you take a look at
0: being more personal, and their insurer actually did. Uh, some a uh, survey for job seekers that said they would rather be engaged by a chat bot than go into a black hole so from that standpoint isn't the technology whether it's whether it's bots or it's a black hole which one would you choose
1: I I, I think that people saying that technology is a black hole is a misconception of the technology if if you think technology and recruiting is a black hole, Either you're not qualified for the job that you're applying for, or you're applying at a crappy company that doesn't have good recruiters. There's no excuse in today's with today's technology that there can't be a dignified response to everybody that applies to a job, even if it's thanks but no thanks. So if 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 you're not getting callbacks for the jobs you're applying to, I would say take a good look at your resume. Make sure it's you know up to date. Make sure it's accurate and authentic. Don't try to spam the system. Um, ATS is like bright move look for crappy resumes and filter them out even if they have all the keywords for the that the jobs looking for because you know that's how we save recruiters time and money by helping them get the right candidate to the top, not the not the one with the most keywords on their resume. So, hope that answers your question. But I I don't think the technology is to blame. It's it's a garbage in, garbage out kind of kind of ecosystem, and that applies to the recruiters and also to the job applicants.
0: Humans are to blame, people. I like New that answer.
1: Are to blame. They break everything. Everything is our fault.
0: <laughs> of course it is. We're <laughs> the ones driving it. <laughs> Uh, David, thanks so much for coming and taking our Monday morning, all of the anger that we had. We took it out on you. Really appreciate it. you man, Dave. Uh, and if somebody wants to find out more about you and more about Brightmove, where would they go? Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Uh, website's the best place, brightmove.com. And we're all over the standard social media channels. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for David Webb, Brightmove. And uh, hopefully I'm the, the first one that comes up. Excellent, man. Thanks, Dave. We out. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit ChadCheese.com.
2: Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose and connect us all we believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience and the inspiration it brings to our lives on the driving change podcast we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth our mission that through these stories we might just spark change within you